there's demons, ghosts outside Screaming you can run but you can't hide You can't scare me, I'm already dead inside Scared Cat Welcome back, it's the Texas Chris Dave Saw Massacre Hey Hey Chris, how you doing? I'm doing good man, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good and I'm uh, excited because today Yeah We get to watch Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm, I'm very excited. Very excited to watch this one with you. Right. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. Um, this yeah. is, we're hitting up another threequel. Yeah. And We've we, done a few of them now, being in year three. Mm-hmm. We got work to do to catch up. Yeah. We we kind of passed the date and we're kind of just losing that glorious thread that we had of <laughs> watching the same movie from the same franchise. Yeah. But I think it's just such an OCD connection. We don't it. It was. It was just a controlling, like I just that anxiety to be in control of things. And <laughs> it just, it felt nice to be able to just have a day of the year for that is true. single things to look back on it. But that's fine. This gives us a little bit more freedom. Yeah. yeah and this, this yeah. is fun too. It is fun, and we got to it. I we, we're getting to it, and I do I do love this movie. Have you seen it recently? No. Have you ever seen it? No. Okay. Great. Yeah. Great. And uh, I'm excited because, from what I understand, um, this is great. We I'm gonna say right off the top, um, Scaredy Cats. If you haven't seen Nightmare on Elm Street three, mm-hmm. and this episode isn't something you can um, listen to right now, but you have seen number two, please go back and check out our Nightmare on Elm Street two, uh, Freddy's Revenge episode. It's great. It's a good one. It's a really good episode. It is dense. We talk about all sorts of stuff. Um, we really thoroughly talk about what's great about that movie. Oh, and sweet. we just love the crap out of it. Yeah. So, And that's what's so special about this franchise is yeah. so many of the chapters, most of them, are so unique and they're all so different mm. from one another i you can love them for their own reasons it yes. could be because it's actually scary and intense it could be because it's a thrilling good time it could be because it's just fucking goofy as shit and freddie's doing all the insane things mm. goofy as shit and queer positive like yeah that's exactly a great reason yeah um and so this one is more of um it's actually thrilling and fun of a freddy installment like it's like of course some of the gimmicks and what freddy does are is are silly things always that's part yeah. of the character itself yeah. is to do like like a clown he's almost like a clown character exactly and, and that's it, what you're always excited for is just the weird yeah. because there's no laws of physics no, there's yeah. no laws of material reality he can do literally anything yeah the rules of freddy determine like whether he shows up in your dream yeah. or he possesses you that's like what we had in the first two movies right but like that we had a huge change from movie one to movie two so yeah there's no limitations he seems like he's able to do anything absolutely and the studio was not happy with how the second one did exactly <laughs> so um Wes craven makes nightmare on elm street it's mm-hmm. a huge success um he does not uh contribute to nightmare on elm street 2 nope and it's regarded as not 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 great now it's kind of universally loved and praised sure. for its queer positive elements um or its hilarious queer elements it, however way you want to look at yeah, it however yeah but exactly it was not a success yes. at the time in the chronology of like yeah. the the nightmare on elm street films it was the bad one that followed the great exactly. first one so, so they bring back wes craven to write this one mm-hmm. um which is funny because i was just reading a little bit about this they brought him back because he didn't want it to be a um turn into a series right or a franchise so he didn't do the second one he's like no and then it's like well it's out of your control and i guess now that it is a thing i may as well go back and have my hand in it yeah so he comes back saying like i want to end this i want to sort of like restore a little bit of like my image of what he was like make it a little scarier maybe Mm -hmm. um and with the intention of 
killing or ending the franchise and the success of this movie resulted resulted in a fourth yeah (laughs) which i find so fun like i mean yeah it's 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 like it is kind of comic from you know from a distance now to look at that and, and, yeah. and laugh at oh it all worked out and Wes Craven still got to make so many more great movies oh, um, and he's, he's fine dead. but the <laughs> but like it, it's the same thing for John Carpenter with all the Halloween movies like he was so yeah. pissed at not getting his fair compensation for those ones that he just refused to have anything to do with them for so long and now totally. it's like he seems to have somewhat made amends to get involved with them again uh-huh. but it's interesting to see the roller coaster of relations with the original creators and the franchise that have spun out of control Ex- from their original vision that's exactly it it's sort of like someone doesn't want to sell out yeah. in a way yeah and you know the studio's like well we're gonna sell out so did Wes craven write this one himself yeah. then or did he have he, co-writers he, he contributed to the screenplay he contributed to the screenplay okay yeah. i think he's listed as the main writer though right gotcha yeah. um yeah but another part of the strategy in trying to make it great was bring back nancy yeah have nancy come be a part of it yep so in this one nancy is in it and she is working at kind of uh a recovery center a mental hospital of some yes some type mental hospital where She's like a yeah nurse or something exactly where some kids are starting to have freddyish dreams and mm-hmm. that's all you really need to know but that's what i know it, a little more than that though. okay okay fine yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh and th- but that's what really gives it its effective quality i think is that it's all really taking place in this one location mm-hmm. with this kind of one group of kids and with nancy kind of coaching them and nancy having been successful that's, okay telling so yeah. them how to deal with it and then i assume that's what you're alluding to that's exactly what i was alluding to and i wasn't sure if it's just like over the years that shakes out into more of the like descriptions of the movie yeah and it wouldn't have been in b- before but mm-hmm. yeah i have read that she's teaching them to fight back in their dreams exactly which so is the best yeah so it's not just like a simple like oh we have to avoid getting killed by this guy it's let's stand up to him let's mm-hmm. fucking fight back and that's what gives this movie such a unique quality as well compared to the first two i love that i mean it is still kind of a motive of the first one but to have like kind of a whole team and to have nancy with the previous experience yeah. coaching them through it and to have like the main <coughs> girl in this one is patricia arquette a young mm-hmm. patricia arquette who's yeah. a fantastic actress mm-hmm. so yeah it's and then the particular freddy kills are great the weird shit that happens visually nice. it's just it's such a blast it's yeah it seems yeah. perfect and uh like i said we did really enjoy the second one so mm-hmm. i mean this franchise is just awesome. It keeps on giving. It is hard not to love it. I, I do think that it gets dull in kind of its, some of its later installments, but they all will. At least the first four, and even the fourth one, I like. Well, I do yeah, love of the um the hot, three highest grossing are this one in third place, mm-hmm. um, Freddy vs Jason, right? Of course, and uh, number and four. the fourth one, yeah, number four is number one. Uh, the fourth one is like the second one is very goofy and silly, yeah. but the fourth one is also like. Freddy is just flexing like he just finds <laughs> the goofiest ass shit to do and like the weirdest dream situations to throw people into to like have him just do a crazy wacky thing yeah. but he's still kind of an evil sinister force without getting too silly like it's okay four is great too but we'll we'll get there eventually yeah we will <laughs> i mean this is one of the ones that i look forward to every single one yeah like, i love them more and more yeah and we were even we went and saw um blair witch on the big screen the other week mm-hmm. and they sh- they were showing random 35 millimeter trailers that i guess he bought on ebay beforehand and one of them was for freddy's dead which oh yeah in watching those images i don't even know if i've seen that one that's like six i think yeah i had no idea <laughs> yeah um but just seeing those kind of weird goofy things that freddie was doing made me excited to even watch that one to see whatever because yeah. even if it's like a not great movie overall you're still gonna have at least a few amazing moments with freddie there that's that's what we can always get it's yeah. such a rich created richly created character that you know we yeah. will always get something kind of like with leprechaun it's mm-hmm. like 
maybe it won't always be the same feeling movie but well that little guy is always kind of that little guy he's got to have something up his sleeve yeah he, he always does his weird leprechaun stuff yeah um yeah absolutely all right great well before that we have to go to our segment and tell chris what on earth did you watch for scare and tell this week so i watched a slasher from 1980 called prom night it was okay. a canadian slasher prom night i mean that's the a name prom night. Uh, that's a name i feel like i've heard a trillion times of course you have yeah, yeah. it's just another one of those slashers yeah this I'm... one's got jamie lee curtis in it hell yeah right in between halloween and halloween 2 she right after the night. fog yeah she does this canadian movie prom night they must have paid her a good chunk of change uh, um, i don't know tell me more so prom night i actually i had watched the remake of it when that came out in yeah it must have been 2006 i want to say 2007 maybe okay yeah right? that sounds like the right wheelhouse yeah just and that was just a huge wave of remakes which now mm. we're, we're having a wave again oh god but um yeah like all those ones were so forgettable like i i don't remember anything about the prom night remake i don't remember anything about the black christmas remake the my bloody valentine remake like oh, a lot yeah. of those ones just have just kind of washed right over me of those slashers yeah and the exactly exactly but this is the original one um the setup is it goes back uh, or it starts in the past with like five kids just kind of playing a game in an empty abandoned house and one of the kids kind of gets pushed out a window and killed and the rest of the kids are like we'll never tell anyone and uh-huh. then cut like six years later and they're all now like the graduating high school i bet you class. know what night it is it's prom night baby <laughs> Um, and yeah, people just start getting killed. And, uh, one of the most exciting things oh, about this movie. Oh, it's leggy Joe who fell out the window. I know the movie already. Oh, this movie may have some twists for you, Dave. No way. You can't fool me. <laughs> the, the, one of the most exciting parts about this is it's really capturing a moment in time, especially in terms of disco. Like the theme of the prom is disco. They oh, use like a blurry lens a lot of the time. Okay. For, for some reason to like get like a really kind of um washed overexposed out. washed yeah, yeah, yeah. feeling to the lights and everything but there are just huge dance numbers in this like there you go to the high school dance and jamie lee curtis is the prom queen um of course yeah so she has her and the prom king have this whole dance because in this world the prom king prom king it's just like a first dance at a wedding where they have to do a whole dance around the rest of the high school but so you get this three minute sequence of them doing this choreographed amazing disco dance and it is pure pleasure it is so fun to watch the music sounds great (laughs) that sounds like both great and so silly that is one of the that is one of the high points of the movie for sure there are a few kind of kill sequences and just killer chase the victim sequences which are fantastic Mm -hmm. there's a pretty great kind of final showdown the killer in this one is someone that you can hit and they'll go down so that makes it very exciting as well that's someone that they can fight back against Mm -hmm. um there's a couple really hilarious and bizarre scenes. There's like a weird character that really feels like um, Shelly from Friday the 13th part three, which I think is after this one. So I wonder if that they took notes from that because this one, this character is even more hilarious and (laughs) just kind of, there's one point where he opens up a history book and it's carved out and there's probably 75 joints just sitting in like (laughs) a hole in this thing. And he's got a van that he drives around and that's awesome. Yeah, so I mean, there's a lot. It sounds like to really a, love about this one. A pretty good classic uh, feeling slasher. Yeah. Well, I started with all the good news. The, oh, oh. <laughs> well, the the other thing is that it just it is very much like it relies on convention. It's a very formulaic slasher. Mm-hmm. You kind of all the beats you're very much used to. Okay. But 
I mean, it definitely pays off. Like it, it is definitely it's one of has those a few ones. moments. Yeah, it's one of the better ones. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Would you um, consider uh, putting that on the roster for um, September? Oh, I wonder because there are like stretches where it does drag and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. kind of get to the next thing. But the good moments are so joyful that I do want to say yes. Okay. So, well, that's, I mean, maybe need... in September we got to come up with, I mean, there are four Saturdays in September. Yep. So we got to, if we're redoing slash September, I don't know. What do you think? Yes. It's pretty glorious, I mean, right? It's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Let us know listeners if you want and what slashes we should do. Yeah. And if we should keep it like stuck in the eighties, do remakes, like bounce back and forth. Yeah. Like, yeah. we can do anything yeah so but they were playing this at the royal so of course i'm just gonna go check it out on the big screen best way to do it it means i'm not gonna look at my phone it means i'm not gonna be distracted it means Mm -hmm. that i can see it as big as possible yeah you know they've got a nice bright new screen there yeah and i mean if you're close to a a little theater like that it's it's, dude it's it's glorious i'm gonna look back on this time of my life living here with so much nostalgia just because I can look at the calendar and see what they're playing and walk seven minutes and just go see whatever like it's not a big ask of my day to like just spend it's an hour like, and a half over there yeah making plans and you know commuting. making sure you have tickets commuting all that yeah. stuff yeah it's not an event it's literally it's glorious. almost as simple as watching a movie here but better exactly just a little bit of a walk and mm-hmm. that's it yeah you know you're totally right dude i love it that's incredible yeah so that was prom night how about you what did you watch for scare and tell i watched terrified nice yeah but you knew that. Um, <laughs> letterbox.com slash Dave Saw. Letterbox.com slash Chris Vandenberg. If you're not on Letterbox yet, it's it's so much fun. It's so much pleasure. It's, it is great. It, it's the real social media for movies, like mm-hmm. without a doubt. There's like, there's been some like user interactions and comments and stuff that you can do and make lists and stuff on IMDb. But like, yeah, it's not it's not nearly as good as Letterbox. It's so smooth. It's set up so well. Yeah. And it, it, it just makes consuming movies. Um, s- even more enjoyable like to like kind of have these lists once you log everything that you've seen and be like oh i've seen you know for only 40 percent of the best movies according to edgar wright things like that if you're like if you're a video game player and you've got like the completionist syndrome like where there's like there are 50 flags hitting around the city totally you look down you have 47 of them you're like i'm gonna spend the next 10 years of my life finding these if i have to like it kind of feels like that too you go through a list and it's like Mm -hmm. Wow, I had 61% of that list. It makes movie watching so yeah. efficient. And I love also, I try every, all of my friends, I try to talk into doing it. And some of them start accounts and then just abandon them. Yeah. But I try to talk everyone into it because I love just seeing what my friends are watching mm-hmm. and how they, what they yeah. thought of it. Even if it's just a star rating and they don't give any comments, I'm like, oh, they, they really responded to that one or yeah. oh, they didn't care about that one. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. I really do enjoy it, admittedly. Yes. So because of that, I did learn that you had watched Terrified. Mm-hmm. And I learned that you had watched Terrified. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew that. And right. I, th- I think I gave it a half star more than you. You did, yeah. yeah. I wrestled with it, though. I did wrestle with the, I don't like five stars as a review, especially if you only do, you do halves because, Mm. You, well, you'd prefer a four-star system? Um, no, more because like ten probably oh, wow. because like percentage like in percentile like you can only go up by oh, ten. Dude, I know. Like between a three and a four-star is such a giant chasm. Yeah, and then like to even so then struggling with is it three? Is it three and a half stars? Is it three and a half? Is it four? Like those are yeah huge huge decisions exactly and then it's like sometimes you're like this is definitely a four and you're like no but i gave this movie a four oh yeah and then you're like fuck is there any way to be consistent with this shit no because you kind of have to take every movie on its own terms so you can't like no too far two four stars are necessarily the same another thing i will say that makes the whole rating system (laughs) irrelevant (laughs) but you're right 
right like if you're if you're reviewing a silent film yeah. you know that is very kind of slow moving you're going to do that very differently than you would nightmare on elm street 2 or Certainly. something like that yeah so you have to take that someone into consideration you're the right. other thing is we're not movie critics so we're not held to any kind of accountability for this shit and additionally I, you can change your ratings and i do sometimes i'll give something and then like a few days will go by and i'm like i'm gonna bump that up half a star i'm gonna yeah. bump that down half a star i bump down half a star yeah exactly yeah. i remember like being like livid at ign for giving dead space 3 like an 8.7 as a 10 too, too good of a score for you it's too low of a score for oh. me. i was comparing it to like halo 4 or something and i, I just got really mad <laughs> i just got a, i just had a really mad couple of weeks where i'm like ign is the devil but terrified you gave three which is six out of ten mm-hmm yeah mm-hmm. and and like i said i was wrestling with that half star yeah yeah yeah. i wanted to give it a little more so what'd, like, you th- what'd you think i watched this um almost a year ago now i think so it's been yeah, a little, I guess little it has time. been a little while yeah because yeah. it's 2018 um oh it was good it was a good movie mm-hmm. um uh i said on my letterbox like jump scares done right like that's oh my god that's what the movie is like they don't hesitate from just throwing shit at you but all of it is correct and fits yeah. into the like way that they're making tr- it. Some truly scary moments. Like that opening yeah. in the bathtub, that scene. Yeah. Oh, that's really yeah. great. Like, yeah, where she's like going back and forth in the... Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, the, yeah. and then just probably the biggest jump scare of like maybe even the decade that when they're outside in the car... Oh, it's kind of shifting the yeah. window and then yeah. they just come into frame. Yeah. Just running towards the neck bent over. Yeah. What yeah. the hell? Yeah. That was crazy. Under the bed with the... um the weird folded over naked man under the bed. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the kid just sitting at the table as well. Yeah. 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 So this is from Argentina. Yes. Yeah. 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 Argentinian film. Yeah. Um, so it's like, if, yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about, um, it's like a haunting movie. It's Argent, uh, Argentinian, mm-hmm. um, haunting movie. That's this little, um, sort of this neighborhood, two or three different houses are being affected by, um, they're really focusing on sinks and tap water and stuff, but by oh, yeah. what seems like haunting events mm-hmm. um, and mysterious deaths. And they bring in paranormal investigators and try to scope out what's going on. Yeah. And yeah, they kind of explain everything. Like the story is, I think good. It's neither here nor there. Like, like they explain everything. It's complete. It's got everything you need. Like sometimes awkwardly. So, Right. Like an officer will just like sort of like put his hand like waves like sorry can I just get in front of the camera for one second I have a heart problem and I wear a hearing aid remember that audience we'll, you'll see we'll see you soon and then it goes back to the scene almost like things like that seem to happen and just so you know I have a heart pro- like something like that winks, winks down the lens of the camera <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like just to fit everything in so you're like okay now I understand why he's having this problem right. clutching his chest like it, it, it no no problem there I didn't have any problems with it but it's just kind of like a simple little haunting story yeah I, I remember being underwhelmed by the narrative itself like yeah. that the story itself didn't um, stand out as remarkable in any sense and I even forget most of like the actual story I just remember the moments and the moments yeah. are what really made it stand out for That's, me yeah and it's strung from moment to moment and the story's okay like it's not mm-hmm. it's like i said neither here nor there it's fine it's yeah. it's just about um this cop sort of who gets involved mm-hmm. because this event is happening i don't want to say why like because i don't want to spoil it i think it's worth watching i think it is too yeah. yeah so um yeah there's it's this really cool almost like they almost bring in some sci-fi in some of the explanations mm-hmm. like it very very like creepy in your face haunting images kind of reminds some like hill house 
sort of reminds me of that a little bit. Oh yeah. But it does feel like you know you know in haunting movies like and there was a time that we were just like bogged down by them and there was too many and we were getting frustrated. I think it was around when we were at uh, Toronto After Dark. And that's like right around when I did watch this one, so it was kind of thrown into that whole sure. storm for um, me too. Yeah. But like something could just be like you know a, a door closes and there's no one there and then it opens and something is like yes. that classic thing that could happen all the time in this one it, it, i feel like there was a little less like you see something for no reason or just so that one of the characters is scared mm-hmm. you know because that's really what happened in hill house when it, most of the times they saw a ghost they were terrified in the when they were kids that is right they were just literally being haunted being terrified by spirits mm-hmm. in this one i feel like there is a physical consequence like every time like a spirit starts engaging with a person in the room yeah and it's it's creepy because you know at any moment like violence could happen mm-hmm. and i think that's like that sort of loose canon feeling to this movie like is what makes it so scary right because anything could happen and it usually does totally i do i do remember feeling very tense watching it i for some reason i'm just now re- remembering like a classic kind of look through all the cupboard scene. Is there something like that that happens? That's yeah, really great, right? Yeah, it's um, there's all these like uh, utensils hanging from like a magnet, you know, so like just like spoons and stuff hanging underneath all the cupboards. Mm-hmm. And so this guy's like one of the investigators, like jingling them like wind chimes back and forth. And then as if some invisible force like grabs his hand, it stabs up through a knife. Mm-hmm. Um, so his like hand is pressed against like the bottom of the cupboard where the knife is hanging right. and he can't move it. And then you start hearing like slurping, like something sucking the blood out of it from oh, the cupboard just above him. That's so good. But then they introduce this thing in the movie too, where um, he's like, look under the bed and the guy looks under and he sees nothing. He's like, sometimes it's about perspective. And he takes him over to the other side of the bed and he looks under and he sees like, the feet of like a dead little demon child hiding underneath the bed right and that's so then they will open up cupboards and stuff and you won't see something but you're like something is it's still there regardless if i can see it or not and they killed it with that yeah they killed it it's almost like a more effective version of like when toby's in the room in paranormal activity yes yes thank you and um they are already making an american remake of this one i believe yeah with um guillermo's producing guillermo's producing it and the original director is coming back and they brought in a writer interesting so it's like it seems like it's in good hands and right that's the way to do a remake i think is immediately take it and go like yeah this is right we just want everyone to see it in a very palatable way yeah like I, I, rather than like a few years later you know try to squeeze some more success out of the name i do feel better about um grandma detroit being on board yeah, and about yeah. the original writer also being there that that definitely elevates it to maybe it'll be um one of the good or better so. remakes you know I, what i mean i have high hopes for it yeah. because of just how good it was yeah but i mean like also like i liked a lot of the performances too like Mm -hmm. the cop when he was having like his heart problems laying on the floor like i thought it was amazing like i was like wow yeah but still only three stars are you or you just you refuse half c's so for you it was between no no i don't i don't refuse that it's like between a 60 and a 70 right and just for some of the more generic elements or low points it was a jump scare movie like i Mm -hmm. i enjoyed what happened but like i i don't think about you know the set like i don't think about what else they could do with it like it doesn't set me off creatively mm. um it's just like yeah it was all really good some good Great. spooks good spooks but i mean i don't know that like the music was incredible like the music was really good i remember yeah. that for sure yeah like so i i don't know i just liked it sweet there it is mm. check out terrifier if you want some good spooky moments see now i feel like i am being held accountable for my 60 <laughs> <laughs> percent. yeah from me from me at least but to the mm. world out there it's like who fucking cares yeah we'll see
We'll Leave see. a comment if you fucking care. Scaredy cats. <laughs> Great. Well, on that note, um, what do you say we start dreaming? I say we watch some dream wars. Let's do it. Let's do it. Cheers. What do you think Freddy does when he's just waiting for people to fall asleep? And he's just in dreamland, just wandering around. Sleep. He just naps. That's when he sleeps. That's when he sleeps. He works all night. He probably sleeps during the day. Has there been a Nightmare on Elm Street where you go inside Freddy's dreams? It does not happen in, is it Rick and Morty? Rick and Morty do like, um, well, it's like an Inception parody and they keep going into deeper levels into the dream. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and like m- making other characters fall asleep and then going into their dreams inside of dreams. Right. And then you, they get down to dream bedrock, which is where Freddie lives. Yes. Or, with his family and yeah. he's kind of wandering around or whatever the guy is. Knife hands. Um, yeah. What do they call him? Yeah. Whatever. And uh, yeah. And then there's this part where he's like, you can run, but you can't hide. He keeps saying that, yeah. but I mean, he's probably not giving the best person to be taking advice from right now, Rick. I know. And then they try hiding and they just see him looking around, scratching his head. Yeah. He just goes home. He goes home. <laughs> and his wife day. is angry with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he caught, uh, like, yeah. Yeah. Never mind. It's great stuff. But they do really good at not even really showing much of Freddy for the first, like, half of this movie. Yeah. Like, they was, really kind of tease it out, was, get you invested in a narrative. Yeah. That kind of felt like reminiscent of the first one, mm-hmm. which I think this whole thing kind of did more so than feeling like the second one. Totally. Like, yeah, they were trying to scare you the whole time. Mm-hmm. and it was loaded i was surprised at how many weird practical effects they went for and like distinct like distinct. very different ideas of uh-huh. what to do and they went there they went all out they did uh, not skimp again, on any set pieces. and again and again and again like yeah. such a minor i'm gonna say the most minor one but it was insane like all the little like needle holes in her arms became little mouths mm-hmm what that's insane that's crazy it was on screen for like one second and it like it's not incredibly memorable in terms of what happens in the story but yeah. like they committed to it and freddie with uh needle hands needle injecting hands. into all of them yeah i mean that's fucked up it's fucked up that she died that way <laughs> yeah it's interesting that you say that because I, I think that was like a controversial thing that um some some locale i think in the states wouldn't play the movie because of like, because of that because of that i, I believe scene. it i think maybe some of the mental health stuff is a little there's, iffy yeah, throughout yeah. this film there's you know a, there's a, a steep slope mm-hmm. yeah they're mm-hmm. thin ice i don't know what to call it but yeah it doesn't seem completely safe for yeah uh, for the topics that they they go into and sort of kill people in yeah and like just that that healthcare professional who's just so yeah <laughs> so skeptical and just really just ruining everything for everyone but it's such a great foil for oh great now we have to overcome you know this internal issue at the hospital yeah and it it does like i don't know how how, i don't want to make this too real but like at at the time the the doctor who we like Mm -hmm. he even said like when the kid was puppeteered with weird tendons and jumps and kills himself um he said something the next day it's like no he failed he let us down yes yeah i was like whoa to characterize suicide in that way two people who are struggling with mental health seems a little yeah like we need to win this sensitive or wrong yeah that's a different time so let's let's go through because i'm i'm just jumping on the bed to talk about all the rest of the practical effects let's like go through all of those okay all the secrets because the very first thing we see is um when she is in the dream kirsten slash kirsten kirsty kirsty kirsten yeah yeah all 17 names that they give her throughout the movie 
Um, she kind of walks into one room. You kind of see the carpet blowing up or something crawling up underneath the carpet. You have this amazing set piece where the wall is kind of exploding at different chunks that and the was, camera is yeah. circling around as it's happening. That was insane. It looked so good. It was like there was an actual, like you'd see in cartoons, like a little worm under the ground yeah. scooting out everywhere, like mm-hmm. like the scarabs and the mummy getting under your skin kind of deal. Yeah. But some force was under the f- like carpet, under the floor, in the walls, like moving around, busting out plaster busting and shit stuff. Out. Yeah. It looked amazing. Because they actually were watching plaster being blasted out. We're not yeah. seeing any kind of CGI. Like they're just yeah. doing it. Yeah, they they clearly built a whole a bunch ton of, shit, of yeah. sets and shit. Yeah. And destroyed the shit out of it. Yeah. They no. made big piles of cars and knocked them down. Like they did yeah. all sorts of crazy shit like that. Yeah, and then that one culminates in um Worm Freddy popping up from the ground yeah, that big slamming Freddy down. snake th- that does it comes out of the ground lifting her up in the air and then slams her down you yeah know? yeah that's cr- that was really cool and slowly weird slowly digesting her yeah and that's when uh, nancy our slightly aged hero oh man okay yeah. let's let's pause and get into that because <laughs> this movie takes place five years just five years after the original one and this is just a huge issue i think in the presentation but maybe this is what life was like in the 80s i don't know she was in the middle of you high a- school you age fast in the <laughs> yes 80s. like all of a sudden you're in your mid 40s a few decades ago but by. she's in she's like 16 17 in the first one she's like 2021 20, here yep and she seems like an expert in her field a young professional she's dressed like a full adult she's mm-hmm. like doesn't seem to have any friends but she's hanging out with that other old dude and they're both acting as if they're peers one another yeah but yes it's it's just so clear that she's so much younger than the character that she's supposed to be playing it's it's like she can relate to these teens because she's basically one of them yeah but at the same time (laughs) she can relate to the staff because she's one of them but yeah it doesn't no it it doesn't look right but i mean you gotta kind of stretch to make those ends meet and it yeah i I can't help but feel that they could have done it a little better like the the gray hair patch thing is ridiculous like or was that part of the first movie does freddie do that to her in the first movie i don't know i'm getting like x-men and this mixed up with the whole gray hair patch thing sure right yeah that's rogue or what that may be where she gets her powers yeah (laughs) from dream powers (laughs) from rogue in x-men yes there we go oh god okay yeah yeah but um, yeah that's just a small i mean it does catch your brain a is, little bit but, because but you could you could have had her like okay she's twenty twenty one. you're not like a mature composed adult like the character she's playing she yeah. could have like been a little more loose than that and and maybe yeah like dressed or acted a little bit younger and then also you didn't have to have her like be such an expert therapist like she was the way she was talking to the kids was as if she was a working professional yeah. with experience she could have been still like a grad student like she was mm-hmm. uh, who's just kind of like exploratory is curious isn't fully confident yet yeah you know what i mean you could have written her in a way that would have been more convincing yeah. for she could be st- 20 or 21 she could still be learning not have an authoritative role and could end up in this place with this event exactly happening. and yeah. be more curious about it and be like i and think this might work i think this might work instead of being so declarative yeah and being like realizing before stuff goes down exactly that like one of the people one of the kids has like a last name of like you know one of her parents or her friend's parents or something it's like (gasps) like the people who killed freddy krueger like she could start making a connection Mm -hmm. if she was a little less of a just like freelance medical or yeah medical health exactly who has according to the other nurse groundbreaking research yeah (laughs) five five years after she was in like um, the middle of high school anyways what did they not know in the 80s that someone could (laughs) sort of happen into like that like one year out of their undergrad and they have their groundbreaking anyways that's like 
a minor thing. It's just a little it irritating. And frozen it com- pizzas. Yeah, it came up with that. <laughs> it's comical, if anything, to like see sure. all that, especially yeah, with the gray hair patch. It's a small thing, and and to me, it just does feel like yeah. them trying to make the script work, even though she should have been a little older. Totally. If she was, that would have been perfect, right? Yeah. If she yeah. was just older, that's that's the same. I know, fix but there. they're like, well, the movie came out five years ago. We can't pretend it. But just like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I get it. Anyways, she gets pulled <laughs> into the dream for the Slug Freddy because uh, Kirsten has or Kirsten, Kristen, Kristen, Kristen is what they landed on. Kristen is the name in the movie, but in earlier, in earl- she introduces herself shift. as Kirsten, Kirsten, yeah, yeah. and that's or what Kirsten, the, yeah, yeah. Either way, but um, the that's what it was in the original that's script saying, or in right, one of the right. earlier drafts. It was Kirsten. So maybe they filmed that first couple scenes and you're like, you know what? Let's change this name. That's hard, too hard to say. I wonder. I wonder too. It's such a silly thing, but like it came up on Wikipedia as I was looking through and it caught my eye so much so that when you're like, there's so many, you know, iterations of this name. I'm like, yeah, they even said something about that on Wikipedia. And then I went and, then and you found went it. looked it up because the second time someone says her name, I, I said, I'll, like, yeah. I'm like, wasn't it Kirsten before? Wait a minute. What just happened? <laughs> and yeah, that caught, I'm like, wait a minute. Flare. They said something about this. This must be a thing. So listeners, if you, if that threw you off, when you're watching this movie you're not alone yeah <laughs> if you heard an early kirsten or kirsten yeah you're one of the many nancy shows up because kirsten has a gift in which she can pull people into her dream or be part of the same dream one that was alluded to when she was a kid yes. because she would say she'd have terrible nightmares and tell her dad about them and when her dad woke up he would think that they're his dreams because her gift is pulling people into the dream mm, okay so or pulling getting people all in the same dream as a mutant like stealing other powers that's her yeah okay that's her gift she and that is how it's a meta gift yeah that yeah. is how they can all show up in the same dream because i guess that doesn't happen in earlier ones if someone's dealing with freddy other people don't get to be in that same dream no. it's just you're a one-on-one with freddy exactly. whereas this one they bring in groups to deal with freddy yeah. so that's an exciting new I- one of the exciting new ideas that they throw into this one to really make it such a solid interesting sequel because mm-hmm. it's evolving the logic in a rational way that is still very entertaining yeah um and then they like I don't know exactly how to feel about it. I guess it's cool overall, but like to to further that logic is like they all become able to sort of fight back in this movie, mm-hmm. but it's also the movie where Freddy is stronger than they're used to. And the reason for that is because of the spirits of the children that he killed. Yeah. Is what he said right at the end when he lifted up his shirt and showed all those little kid faces. He gains strength the more people he kills. So every every gets, one of those suicides, he gets a little bit stronger. And he gets strength from the children, yeah. he said. But I do, I do feel like it's a little bit loose with how strong he is at any given moment. Like when well, someone's yeah. able to debilitate him temporarily. It seems like, yeah, you could just like in the second movie, the, the drama was that he was possessing someone. So to kill Freddie would be to kill that person. Kill Jesse. Right. In the first movie, it was bringing him into the real world, made him vulnerable, mm-hmm. but that ended up doing nothing. Yeah. Right. So like there doesn't seem to be a circumstance where you can really get this guy. Well, the circumstance as revealed in this one was finding his actual body and right. burying it and giving it a proper Christian that, funeral. Yes, and you can see how that it does seem like a Wes Craven writing to end it. This right. is the end of yeah. it. He's gone, right? We did it. No, the fourth one like starts off right back with those graves mm-hmm. and he just kind of pops up. And, and I've just been laughing about how this one's called Dream Warriors and it was supposed to be the end. Yeah. And then come, like sort of to the, you know, chagrin the chagrin of, of um was craven it necessitated or so successful that they make another movie and that movie in like title alone <laughs> is like dream warriors dream master like i'm the, next, I'm the better movie it's like we're gonna trump you yeah. with just our title <laughs> just alone. title 
Yeah, that's hilarious. I, I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, so Nancy shows up in the dream, hmm. smashes a mirror, grabs a piece of glass, and stabs him in the stabs eye. Stabs him in the eye or yeah. in the head or whatever. In the eye, yeah. And then she then wakes up with the cut on her hand from the glass. Yeah, they like run from him, and then yeah, and then she's like, "Wake up!" And then boom, yeah, the girl's able to get them out. Yeah, that's that's the first major practical effect. I think the second one is um the puppet claymation scene that whole thing uh there's a moment where the taps like the handles of the taps like grab her hands Uh uh-huh and Mm. that's that's great that's like weird as hell exactly it's like this is such a strange weird thing but i love that you did it yeah we jumped in uh, right at the beginning in the credits we we commented that um the one of the credits early on was like robotics supervisor or Mm -hmm. robotics operator or something and there were so many like artistic there were like a dozen different titles that all meant there were different departments underneath the special effects exactly which is we were saying such an exciting thing to see in credits because it means that you're gonna have so many practical effects exactly which the movie did have so yeah at one point freddy's in the mirror Mm -hmm. his like his bust you can see his like head and shoulders and stuff and then the two taps become his like arms and hands yeah yeah and it's and that's in the moment he like slashes her wrist or something yeah. in that and then she turns around to having slashed her own wrist i know and that's what's so fucking twisted about freddie in this one is that he's killing all these kids in a way that makes it look like suicide yeah to then hopefully just making it make less powerful. people concerned in the real world and making it more powerful at the yeah. same time but yeah that so that was he used one tap to kind of grab her hand and keep her debilitated and then yeah. the next tap did the cut in yeah. like the blades came out of each yeah because in the first one the tap just grabbed her or the and then the other tap you saw the little blades come out first and then it came out like a hand yeah it's fun it was just like a nice little thing you can easily see something like that being cut so i love that they still did that quick Mm -hmm. little scene you know what i mean yeah 100 percent. really showed that they really went for it Um, It, and so that reminds me of like just kind of a weird like why would you add that or why would you add a little robot tv murderer mm. you know where freddy's head comes out of a tv and he's got little I mean, robot arms that's iconic it I was love amazing that it was amazing yeah but like who came up with that it reminds me of the second nightmare on Elm street where like the bird attacks the dad and yes. then explodes <laughs> right <laughs> and he's like that was weird and he doesn't believe that there's any sort of oh, magic going on did you re-listen to that episode recently yeah I did. You that's, of it? that's why i plugged that's it, why it's it, also fresh right it's right? a really good episode right um yeah uh, that bird is insane it's thank you crazy. i totally forgot about that there wasn't anything as out of left field in this one i think i mean it, it, those things on their own though some of them like there's there kind of are they're like, strange but they still kind of just have yeah. a ration rationale behind like in terms of yeah moving the plot forward whereas like that bird did not need to just explode yeah <laughs> yeah and or it doesn't, exist yeah. doesn't the daughter like come or, like one of the younger kid siblings of nancy say something about that afterwards about like I, where's my bird oh no not nancy sorry the jesse's jesse's younger sister yeah it was the, that guy and the other one uh, I anyways don't, i don't remember but something like yeah, it was yeah, ridiculous yeah. that that happened so i think the next big practical effects moment is the claymation puppet inside what's his face's room because he's got these puppets on the wall and then you just see one of them slowly yep. transform into freddy yeah a little mini clay freddy who of course cuts his own strings which uh-huh. is lovely uh, yeah and then after like slashing sort of the like wrists and feet open or stabbing at them and so that he can 
connect these weird tendrils of flesh. Oh my god! And then he's like puppeteering there, the kid are down the hall. Veins or tendrils of flesh? They're like ligament-looking. Oh kind god! Of just they're ho- viscera, and like yeah. that is really fucking twisted. Those horrible. And the just the um the makeup on the cuts, like where those are coming out, it does look like a piece of something that yeah. was supposed to, like a stringy yeah. something in your body is actually getting tugged to the point where you're being pulled I know. by it. I like it horrible looking, amazing. Yeah. Like and. And all these things, obviously, these movies are very gory, but they're always, it's always kind of gore in like a fun, light way where yeah. there's like a real darkness to that yeah. particular effect to have uh, these like chunks of your body pulling you along like puppet strings. That look like agony and just, yeah. So, tw- and then all the kids too, like seeing it, trying out. to like do something about it. Although, that's like, a really exciting moment. Like when the yeah. kid, the one, a mute kid grabs the pan and is smashing on the doors to try yeah. to get everyone's attention. That's great. Like there's so much tension in that scene. Yeah. And I thought for a minute, I'm like, well, why did you lead them back to the room where you can't get out and do something about it? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you go out and deal with it? But that kid went through, like while he was being puppeteered down the hall mm-hmm. and the nurse or the security person didn't notice him, he like vanished through the locked door. Yeah. Like the padlock door. Yeah. Which is that's fucked power that freddy has it is do we see that in any other instance where he's able well i guess even just by people cutting themselves but the idea of moving through walls is an interesting one yeah that's that really catches the brain it really does because he's able to do that he could bring someone through walls in the real world via the dream world and so that kid was like walking with his hands out as yeah. if it was happening. But he was like, like way up there. Like a, it would, it makes so much more sense to like try to get more people to scream at him from down here than to try to get yeah. way up to well, the tower. Or, or I meant to go out front of the tower or whatever. Like they ran into a room that has like a gated window on it that they can't get through. Yeah. So like, I don't know why he didn't just run out into the courtyard or something. Huh. Not necessarily up to where he was. And that's what right. I'm saying. Like, I don't think they could because I think that's walled off intentionally. Yeah. So yeah no but that final there. effect of him standing there and then you zoom out a little bit and you see giant ass Freddy. Yeah. Puppeteering as if it's like the goddamn bye 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 music video. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Then yeah. Just slices the puppet strings. Yeah. And down he falls. And yeah. And the, the gravity there was good. One thing I will really credit this movie for that I could not credit the first two for is I cared about all the characters. I didn't want any of them to die. Great characters. Great performances. Yeah, I like them. Yeah not you, just you like, like all of them they were there and you're like well i hope the the heroes win and the mm-hmm. bad guy loses it's like i actually didn't want each of them to no. you know be harmed in any way here's the saddest thing is out of those three survivors at the end um the kid who who can't talk and kirsten and i forget the name of the other guy mm-hmm. um they're all in the next one except kirsten is played by a different actress <laughs> Because Patricia Arquette then yeah, kind of yeah, went yeah. on to have a career. Of course. So they have a different actress come in. And the new actress is so much worse. Oh, no. So much worse in that role. It's like such bad acting. Whereas the acting all here here is fantastic. Great. Yeah, I enjoyed it, it. It feels like at times like um, uh, just like a classic either late 80s movie like uh, Stand By Me or Goonies. Like kind of that kind of adventure. A bunch say, of kids on it? adventure. Isn't it a classic late 80s movie? Yeah, absolutely is. Yeah, but it, it feels, feels like, like all those kind of family ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. It and, does. It does. Yeah. Kind and of poltergeisty too. Totally. Yeah. And kind of like a little bit of Sister Act 2 in there too. Like just all the kind of these kids okay. like who are like don't want to kind of believe or get on board. And then slowly they're all getting on board to deal with the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. I en- I also enjoyed um, I enjoyed the gimmick of, of where the story went now that they have kind of powers in their dreams if they're able to control it. Or the way that you see yourself in your dream is yeah is sort of a power you can use against Freddy. I was like that is so intuitive and so genius. And like that adds to the kind of. Uh, 
classic kids movie feel of the late 80s early yeah. 90s is kind of that that fantasy fulfillment of yes i can fly or i can do all these things I i'm a wizard <laughs> yeah, i'm a wizard i can uh, simply speak i mean yeah the the one kid i feel bad for the kid for the mute kid because in the dream he realizes oh his power is i can talk which is like okay that's great you mm. know you're overcoming your disability in the dream world but the other kid overcame his disability and then got and a power was a wizard yes <laughs> yeah he was able he went from you know yeah. not being able to walk to walk and then on top of that he has wizard powers he can shoot green 90s effects or 80s effects out of his <laughs> fingertips yeah <laughs> yep um and yeah that poor kid can only and i was almost thinking like his dream power was hoping to get laid by a nurse like that seemed like the only thing that mattered to him yeah but luckily like the logic of the story is such that it was freddy using a tactic to lure him away and not (laughs) his fantasy being fulfilled even though it was obviously his fantasy as well sure yeah it was just that was ridiculous that's the next big thing is like the kiss and then the long extended tongue and you're like whose tongue is it yeah and then she's just like horking out tongues shooting them out at all four (laughs) limbs and then he gets that tongue tied they don't miss that line oh thankfully they they will not miss a line in this franchise yeah no apparently not but at least in this one it's there's just kind of a few of them a mute and they're merited he's tongue tied yeah fucking brutal all right Uh, whereas i feel like in later ones they go out of their way to just and maybe even in the second one now that i think about it that just everything fred freddie says has to be like a ridiculous cheesy pun one-liner kind of thing here it's like dialed back a little bit but it's still obviously part of it yeah yeah exactly i uh i really 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 like this one yeah it's a blast right totally and it's the kind of it's like i think it might be one of the best ones outside of maybe the first one which is just more of a straightforward scary movie to show just a wide group of people i think like most people yeah. will enjoy and love yeah. this movie you can I, have fun with it i agree i think i like it more than the first like i think the first mm-hmm. is sure a little scarier but like mm-hmm. this one's got so much to enjoy about it it's yeah. it's just so fun all the way through yeah and i mean just the practical effects and the sets being destroyed yeah and how they twist and break apart and turn into the same fiery industrial shit from the first two movies like yeah so he's so he's good. tongue-tied to the bed the floor drops or the bed drops underneath him re- crashes into this hell chasm yeah. into hell yeah. and he's just kind of stuck there for three or four days it seems <laughs> tongue-tied to the bed yep just <laughs> until his friends show up to an open pit essentially like at yeah. that point yeah, yeah and yeah. there's it's great that there's still tongues later like he's not just like when we get into freddy's world mm-hmm. he's not just like tied above a pit of fire it's tongues still the tongues it's tongues and bedposts still that's so good yeah and uh, uh so yeah we've we've finalized the story as far as we know by burying freddy with holy water because that's what makes hallowed ground which is another incredible practical effect by the way this the skeleton yeah. assembling itself and then fighting wow <laughs> fighting her dad the cop who oh that's another thing like the dad character is kind of strange in this one like the writing around that yeah. of getting him show up and be it, it just felt more like oh it'll be more exciting for the fans if we bring the dad back too and yeah. really it's like i could have done without all of that i could have done without like nancy having like an awkward uh reuniting with her dad and yeah. that being a point of tension i think if you got the actor to come back just commit to him more why make him weird mm-hmm. half involved somewhat mean and then when he does have a bit of reconciliation with his daughter it's actually freddie like you've that character is really sour and shitty 
yeah as absolutely. far as the story is concerned he does nothing and he's just kind of an obstacle for what's his face yeah but he's the one who and the reason why they need him is he shows the other dude where freddy's body is buried yeah because he has that knowledge yeah he's the one parent that's it. That but they could have done a better job did they have any like uh, i'm sure there were a couple they could have got but like yes he's the best parent i think to bring back from the first movie if you're say, bringing like, i'm the one who did it yeah right yeah. I, I could i can't think of too many other like actors they could have got to right to come back and Right, right, right. And so that's the one kind of big addition to the backstory that we got, or at least yeah. in terms of building on this whole world narrative of Freddy. And, and, and then the other big one yeah. is the reveal of who Freddy's mom is. Uh-huh. And Freddy's unofficial title. <laughs> and Freddy's unofficial title, which is... Bastard of a Thousand Bastard Son of a Thousand Maniacs. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. I feel like we're... So the TV thing was another big practical effect one. What was the other... There was... Um... A lot of like walls and stuff got like destroyed in the third act as they were going. They got a little to too excited it, from the first act and wanted to bust some more walls. Yeah. yeah. And we didn't talk much. You know, like you just kind of passed over the fact that they did a claymation. A puppet turns into Freddy. Yeah. And then he really he just hops off the wall and walks two steps and then turns into normal size Freddy. Absolutely. Yeah. I was thinking to myself, I'm like, what on God's green earth possessed you that day to put that in the movie? Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But it is so weird and, and so, so like roger rabbity and yeah it just didn't like, I was like what in because they wanted to go from puppet to full-scale freddy and the only way for them to do that convincingly they felt was to have claymation in between the two because you have like a physical puppet and we're going to somehow like remember the like you see the skin kind of going over its head and it's becoming freddy yeah in 1987 that was the way to do it i suppose um well hold on nah they did they did a guy turned into a werewolf amazingly in the um, early 80s in the early 80s mm-hmm. uh, there were people out there who could have done a better transition mm-hmm. i don't know and, right. and and i don't know i don't know that even that claymation of that puppet and the skeleton later on in the movie were examples of the best version of that in that era mm. that's not my impression because i feel like there's like that's interesting 50s and 60s movies that have claymation that competes with that last skeleton not necessarily fighting another guy with a shovel mm. But like in terms of just the, how the thing itself was moving, I think I think it mostly just looks bad compared to how good quality our TVs and the image are now. And I, I I would I would venture that this does hold up in terms of the skeleton scene. The, cl- the skeleton claymation, claymation accept, yeah. is always hard to like yes. make look good. Yeah, it's kind of you know an easier thing when you didn't have CG to try to make things move around, but. Um, I think the skeleton isn't bad for a practical effects skeleton. Yeah, I, I did. I did find it jarring, and I can sort of back off and go like, yeah, it maybe wasn't mm-hmm. that jarring on a different. I mean, TV I just I, a different I, time. I just thought it was a lot of fun. Like it certainly is. I thought yeah. I had more fun with that skeleton than I was critical of how it looked. It it did catch my eye, but I'm a bit of an asshole. So and um, they they even like the mannerisms of the skeleton. I noticed at certain times they made to mirror what Freddy would actually do as well. Yeah, like he would like the way that he kind of sneered at them was yeah. like a Freddy esque yeah, movement he, in the skeleton. He had Freddy body language for sure, even though he was just a, ske- a claymation skeleton. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, certainly that was that skeleton scene was better mm-hmm. for sure, and it was like just moments there where you laugh because you know you see an awkward skeleton, you know try to shovel dirt into a grave and it yeah, i love right. that it's, i love great. that shot it's... i love that shot of okay now the skeleton is doing it yeah and then in then the skeleton just like or freddy who seems to hop between skeleton and dream world he can only be one place at a time seems like he, yeah his body can be in one place 
Yeah. He can be messing with people as a weird He can either be in the skeleton woman. or he can be... Because he leaves the dream world temporarily to go deal with shit as a skeleton. Yeah. And then he, once he starts filling in the grave, he's like, I got to go back to those kids, get some more power. Yeah. Because he, the skeleton kind of falls down in a weird dramatic Yeah, he, he evacuates it by the looks of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, we're missing some deaths, though. Who? How else did other... We had the needle death. Um, so the wizard, he just dies in a hallway. Yeah, that was kind of lame. Yeah. He just gets stabbed. Yeah. Just classic Freddy claws in the thing. And it kind of looked like he like, it looked like a chest stab and then he pulled his hand out really quick. Like, yeah. I kind of thought he was going to like pull out his heart or something. I mean, he should have, he should have taken some like of the game piece and then Freddy says something like, you know, like throws a Dungeons and Dragons S quote at him and kills him that way. It seems yeah. like it was right there. He should, or some, some like, cause they're doing the D and D parody there. It should have done something like where he casts a spell at Freddy and it turns into two dice, but they don't roll high enough to do any damage. Right. 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 I meant more represent. like in, in Freddy's final line of killing him. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Cause that's his, his kind of MO. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would have, yeah. For on, what is that line on behalf of the, I don't know, the elves of Gondor, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Got Lawrence Fishburne in there. Yeah. Larry out. Fishburne. That's cool to see him super young. Yeah. He did a good job. Mm-hmm. kind of just like everyone and like i know whatever their role was they just there was no like, like focus yeah there was no like kind of truly empty characters or yeah. performances that just seemed really one-dimensional they totally. all all very convincing yeah and um one thing to add to the um my claymation criticism is that i do love that they put freddie's face and um uh, eric um england robert england his face is so uh, somewhat unique in that you can capture it in like a mask in like a snake a giant greasy snake yeah. that's eating in the little claymation puppet you can get a face that looks like his face yeah not just some because you see an action figure of a superhero and it doesn't look like them mm-hmm. but freddie's face wherever it appears in nightmare on elm street looks like robert england's face yeah which is really cool that there when it came out of the tv Mm-hmm. came out of the top i loved that effect and so i feel i feel like freddy's makeup is especially good in this one like oh, just yeah. his, his face itself in the freddy moments just looks fantastic polar opposite of fucking like new nightmare which yeah. is like a yeah. few a few episodes from, or a few installments later where it gets yeah. it slips down in quality a little bit here it's like it's great well they had just a an army on special effects and makeup so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. this one what was the budget of this one this movie was made for five million dollars no way are you serious mm-hmm. that is amazing isn't that crazy i mean i guess you just have like a few sound stages where you build these elaborate sets but all that money is going into those sets like 100 yeah it's crazy it's unbelievable they got their money's worth. that's amazing that they made that for five million yeah it just makes me so frustrated and maybe <laughs> all that shit costs so much more now but that you know we get movies that are being made for 20 million dollars like even us 20 million dollars yeah whatever when it's like you know we could have so many cool practical effects movies that would probably do so well that's what people want yeah we still we're waiting for that we're waiting we're waiting for a horror filmmaker to come out and say i'm returning purely just to practical effects for some kind of a crazy monstery movie well uh yeah last i can think of is the void yeah which, which is just so unbelievably good yeah we haven't like I always think that that's like the best movie or one of the best movies that we di- or I discovered here via the podcast. Right. And I've just watched it once. Like I've it, only seen it once as well. It's so good. It's like, as far as practical effects are concerned, it's dark, it's new, it's committed to the bit. It's yeah. gory as fucking shit. And it's all gross body practical effects. Did they need, use no CGI for that? I'm sure they just a t- that, touch up like, or whatever, you know, but they used a lot of the, the contortionists. I remember it, and... contortion every time, like some, like somebody when that big monster steps on somebody's head and they just get flattened. That's like a 
right. bag of blood or something yeah. that gets stung. Like, yeah, it's Love real. It. Love it. There's a, the big thing running down the hall that the, they have to fight as a machine. I don't even know what you're talking about. Jeez, we got to rewatch it then. Cause yeah, I mean, when I think about it, I just my, my brain just goes to Hellraiser because it is in many ways like a kind of Hellraiser-esque. Yeah, it's it's very much like a modern Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would be interested in but watching that. That's a killer um, practical effects movie. And I feel like there was, I guess, Mandy, but it was mm. very monstery. Anyways, the, I mean, love this with the practical effects. We even still get that, I'm sure, for a few yeah. more of these Nightmare on Elm Streets. Good. Before before computer graphics really come along and yeah. take over. And that's, yeah, that might be where it hurts the most. But I mm-hmm. feel like this is probably going to end up being my favorite. Oh, it's for most people, it's like it's either one or three or a tie between the two. Like people love this movie. I loved it. Yeah, it's great. I had such a good time. But I mean, I do so far every time with Nightmare on Elm Street. I know. That's what I'm saying. Every single one has things to love about it. Yeah. They all have flaws, but they're all so watchable. A hundred percent. With except maybe the exception of like five and six. I got it. It's been a while. Yeah. We'll have to see. We'll get there. We should just fly through them. We're on a Freddy train. You want to do that? I don't know. No. we'll think about it we're moody right now we'll think about it we're moody scaredy cats oh the the head was pretty great too the mom's head when freddy cut it off oh yeah and she was and like again she's still talking talking and shit because she's yeah oh, that was good she's still complaining and scolding her daughter despite the fact that her date aka freddy that was her. so good because that exact scene replaying right thank you for bringing that up playing right at the beginning of the movie yeah. and we hear the man gentleman but downstairs. we never see him we, and we didn't need to see him. I didn't think twice about that. No, but it makes it extra special. Yeah. That way when we see... Yeah. Or when Freddy is casting this dream on her... Yes. It gets to be him and that's the date. Exactly. That was so good. <laughs> uh, yeah. He cuts off her mom's head and just holding it in front of her. Yeah. Like... And then the mom isn't like a dead head. The mom is alive and mm, scolding yeah. her for various things. Kind of. And is that where she like does like jumps out the window and does crazy like yeah. flips and stuff? She does. She loves her flipping pattern. around. Is that... So wait, can she bring people into her dreams and she's a gymnast? Yeah. In her dream? Well, the bringing people into her dreams isn't a dream power. That's more of a gift. Ah, The dream yes. power is being able to do flips and cartwheels. That's the gift versus yeah. a power. Yeah. Got it. Gift is something you have outside yeah. of the dream world. Inside the dream world, you got your dream powers. You got it, man. Got it. Well, Scaredy Cats, been another great nightmare episode of the Text Chris Dave Saw Massacre. I'm Chris Vandenberg. And I'm David Stoneborough. And as always, chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns. A gift is not a power, chaos reigns. And you need to roll uh, double sixes to do any damage to the um, wizard master. See you next time.